Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Director of West Coast Health and High Performance located in Perth, Chris Perkin. His topic is going to be how to best combine technology to assist with injury prevention and ultimately high performance. Welcome, Chris. Yes, thanks, Jack, and thanks, crew. Second time lucky. I appreciate being on. It's good to hear everyone um, with the passion they've got for what they do. Really enjoying it. 100%, mate. Well, well let's, let's dive right in. Uh, what technology do you find most effective for assessing symmetry? Yeah, I, I guess coming from a background, we all come from sports teams backgrounds and taking that into the private world. I guess we're lucky where we go with the teams that they've got the affordability of everything um, and we're, we're using the technology they can afford. Um, our high-performance centre is lucky to have ECU Uni linked with it and actually at the Eagles Centre, so available to the public. So we've, we've got things like DEXA scan, the VO2 max machine uh, for running um, the Biodex machine, uh, and, you know, privately got our fourth plates. Um, so there's a whole bunch of things I think we can use, and it just depends on what you've got access to. And what I love is trying to figure out, you know, h- how accessible this is. We can help other clinics get this information, take it back to their own sort of workouts and then use it and then follow it later and see how much improvement there is. Um, but, look, I, I guess um, you know, the force platforms are probably more accessible for the high-performance centres, and I reckon... The force platforms are a great way of measuring you know, a number of things, a whole bunch of things. And whether which type you have doesn't really matter, but um, giving you dynamic stuff with, you know, jumping, hopping, uh, counter jump movement, drop jumps, those type of things, looking at the peak power you can get out of that, but also the rate of force development. You know, hearing a big important part of speed being a big injury prevention and performance um, how can we improve on speed on some of the athletes that have made coming back from injuries um, that are almost there, but their rate of force development isn't quite there on one leg or their push-off's not there on one leg. You can pick that up very nicely on some of the force platform stuff. Um, and then it makes the rehab process just a little bit more structured and achievable. And then, okay, we'll remeasure this rate of force development after these hop drills or these spring drills or these plyo drills. And then whack, two weeks later, you've got this, you know, 30% improvement that they see on screen and and that gives everyone a bit of energy or if you haven't changed, then we need to sort out our shit and actually get a better program together. So that's, I suppose, putting us all to accountability. So force plates are certainly one of those things. Um, uh, you know, the DEXA scan we use, um, you know, there's a bit of research in AFL that if you've got a, a percentage body fat of less than 12%, um, and this is just coming out through one of the PhD guys at the clinic, um, if you're less than 12%, actually you're, you're probably three times more likely, this is a study gave me, to miss two or more games of injury compared to if you're less than 12%. So if you're more than 12%, you're more likely to get injured and miss two or more games. There you go. That's the stat to remember. How's that? So there's <laughs> a, but that's a high-level performance. I mean, everyone's going to come outside of those um, that bell curve, but that's a number that Callum, who's doing his PhD at the moment, had a chat with me about sports science fella. Um, what but, what uh, athletes was he was part of the study? Well, this is the West Coast Eagles squad, so he's sort of doing a using that and bone ten- density measures to look at performance over the last couple of years or injury over the last couple of years. Yeah, performance probably wouldn't be a good one at the moment. 
Um, yeah. So, you know, you've got your your measurement tools there on the force plates. You've got the DEXA scan. Um, your dynamometers, which obviously we all use in the clinic and in the physio clinics, um, are great measures to look at anything you want to look at. So hamstrings are a big number one AFL injury. So mm-hmm. from an injury prevention point of view, hammies, of course, you know, we've got the, the Nord board. If you're lucky enough to have one of those, you know, a lot of clubs have them. But otherwise, we've got your, your isometric hammy. You can do it in your range using a dynamometer. And they're really accessible. Some of them are pretty cheap now. You can get them for you know, three or $400 for some of the cheaper ones. We use the Axet system, which is great. The Eagles use the Veld system. You know, all you boys are familiar with all of that stuff. But, um, you know, it's a great way of accountability and measuring, you know, when you think something's weak and you're assessing it, but then all of a sudden you've got a 40% deficit on, on a number, it makes a big difference on, 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 their measure, on, on putting a program together and measuring that and remeasuring. Uh, and, and that's always important in the concept of, you know, getting the performance side of things going linked with injury. But, or even not with injury, you know, as a pre- injury prevention, if you've got a 40% deficit on a, on a dynamometer, then on a hammy or a quad or an abductor, then it, we know that can link with injury. Certainly not prevent it, but can link with it. Yeah. Um, so on top of that, Jack, I, I guess the biodex is something that, a, that again, we use for some research. And, you know, we picked up a 40% deficit in a hamstring the other day, a guy that's trying to aspire to be an AFL player, you know, he's a year, out of year 12, trying to get into a, into a pick next year. So did a full screen on him with things and the Bidex picked up a 40% difference. It's not going to prevent injury, but it's going to reduce his risk for injury. You know, we know the prevention of things is a little bit difficult, but we try and reduce as much risk as we can. And, and I guess that's why everyone here is about strength, conditioning, performance. That's, that's what we're doing. We're reducing injury risk every time we're getting the people to you know, max strength or max speed and sprint work. We, we're trying to prevent um, prevent injury, but it's more reducing risk, I guess, and preparing like a pro is what you're doing. It, that will reduce the risk. I hope you're enjoying this episode with Chris Perkin. We're just going to take a short break to introduce the sponsor of this episode, Swift Performance. The fitness world is evolving, and so too is the equipment needed to stay ahead of the game as a coach. Swift Performance delivers innovative technology in their timing systems and vertical jump measuring devices to ensure accuracy and efficiency in training and testing. Developed and manufactured in Brisbane, Australia, Swift's systems are built top-down addressing pain points identified by coaches. No hubs, no routers, multi-zone testing along with wireless charging means setup is a breeze and it also looks great on the field. Their hardware is supported by an easy-to-use app, Synchro. Synchro delivers an intuitive drag-and-drop drill editor, allows for athletes to be added and edited on the spot and easy to export the data. Only delivering the best, Swift gates are all capable of reactive agility protocols and testing. Strobe lights come as standard and for those that geek out at heart, data accuracy is key. To stay ahead of the game, you need Swift performance on your side. To check out Swift Performance, head to their website, swiftperformance.com. The link is in the show notes. Now back to the remaining of the episode with Chris Perkin. Hope you enjoy. You mentioned um, like a, yeah, a non-professional athlete that you're working with. Um, from, from a buy-in perspective, when you do have the luxury of tech, uh, I can imagine that young athlete, when they saw that gap or however you explained to the athlete there's a bit of a deficit here, would be pretty motivated to, to make a change when they're seeing that objective measure. How, how important yeah. do, you, do you think that is if you do have the ability to use tech, but also how important is it your communication 
with the athlete when there is a fair gap. Yeah, 100%. I guess the communication is the key and the reassurance that we can make a change. I mean, that's why we're all in the business we're in because we know we can we can have an impact. And if you um, you have the energy um, that you've got from Woody there, um, as, as shown very clearly, uh, you're going to inspire people to actually work. So you have to actually put them in that environment where it's a bit more, you know, you're not just coming to the normal gym. You're here to work your ass off to get a result. Otherwise, why are you here? Um, you know, so if there's a deficit, they're driven enough to do a screen like this, they're going to work at it. But at the same time, the other, the other funny thing is in the sport we play, you've got to be able to be a good footy player, a good rugby player too. So we can get them all up to these levels and give them their best opportunity. But then, um, then that's where all these performance side of things, we need to get, you know, the skill set and link in coaches and mentors in that aspect that can help them become a better you know, skills and an athlete of, of the sport they're doing, in particular AFL, because, you know, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the recruiters will look at, okay, how, as opposed to looking at their time trial or their strength of the squat, they'll be looking at how, how they play. Yeah, of <laughs> um, course. <laughs> so week, week, but the performance level, give yourself your best opportunity to go to that next level. This is why you're doing what we're doing and, um, and work hard on it. And, um, yeah, producing some KPIs for them to work on. So, um, you know, the other one, the speed side of things, I'm interested to see how the guys get the speed or the, the running speed into these athletes in the clinic because, you know, the, we've got a woodway treadmill. We're going lucky enough to have this, um, which gives us force plate, has a force plate in built. It's got a horizontal and vertical forces, stride length, you're getting um, uh, stride rate. And these aspects are give, a, give a great number, uh, a total asymmetry number on, okay, what's the difference there? And the big picture is the problem solving, from my point of view, is niggles or performance is how does it all relate and mix together? Because you can get all the different technologies you like, but it's then putting it together and, and probably like one of the lads said before, sitting down with the athlete, how are you going to actually put that together now, we've found that, with um, your school program or your uni program or your club sport, and where can we, where can we diarise this into your program? And they might have to cut something out, but... You know, we need to put X, X, Y, or Z in your program. And this is where this is a challenge, I think. That's one of the big challenges um, yep. on that. And for the athletes that you're working, the non professional athletes, how does that look? Is that a weekly membership? Uh, is, do they pay for a consultation with yourself to get this screening? Talk us through it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've looked at a lot of the websites you guys run, and, and we haven't got as many coaches, but it's more of a physio based clinic turning into the performance. Um, aspect. So that's where we're going now. We've got a sports science, a couple of sports science guys working hard and, and yeah, developing that energy in the coaches. I think energy is early and care that you want to actually do the right thing. So we're at that stage now. No memberships, just we're doing a lot of performance assessments for other other um, groups. So whether it be Western Force, another club, ultimately yeah. the facilities there for the Eagles to do, so they don't have to travel too far to have all their testing done. But it's for the public, so you know the other sporting teams in um, in Perth will come along and test an ACL um, client. It's twelve months down the track, you know, from the Western Force who's coming back, ticking a box on Biodex, ticking a box on your muscle size. You can see on a Dexa if there's a deficiency still. Um, you know, most of these groups have got force plates to check, but I, I guess that's that's what we're trying to use as much of the technology that exists to mm. complement all those other aspects of training and plyometrics and return to speed and volume and the running they've done. So getting as, you know, ticking all the boxes on this return to play sort of aspect when they are injured or just if it's a performance point of view, 
trying to reduce the, the injury risk as much as possible and get that top level. So you, you are sprinting and you are working at your max, uh, whether you be doing the running, the gym, uh, whatever it might be there, and you've, you've got your elite strength that matches that AFL level. Um, so giving kids and people that something to aspire to, I think, makes them work harder. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And you won't be, when the time's right, you won't be hard to find uh, strength edition coaches that want to work in your facility, I'm, I'm sure. With the ACL athlete there, how often would you see him? How often would he come in for assessment? Yeah, well, look, the surgeons probably like to do a, um, we have a couple of surgeons working with us. Um, they like to do a, a three, six, and nine months. And obviously, you're not doing too much max stuff at three, three months. Uh, I actually like to use the, um, the, the force plates really early in the stages when they're actually starting to weight bear properly. So they're normalising their gait, normalising their, their feeling of squat and weight bearing and, you know, using the floss bands or the actual, um, you know, air bands with the blood flow restriction stuff early. And again, you know, the strength and conditioning world have been using that for quite a while and we're just getting more and more evidence to support it. So, you know, force plates early in the piece, I reckon, to get activation. With our ACL patients, the highest risk is not buggering the ACL, it's, it's popping their hammy um, when you're doing a strength testing, which um, I had a, uh, a younger physio in the other day who we did a dynamometry test on his um, hammy at 45 degrees knee flexion and we felt a little pop. Um, so, you know, we both worked together and said, well, there it goes. There's your um, little bit of a restrain of your grafted hamstring. Um, ACL's good, but, you know, so you've got to be careful where you put these strength measures in. So, um, and that's why it's a graduated process of measuring that over time. But, um, you know, so three, six and eight, 12 months, 12 months, a big one for yep. the, um, the clubs and the surgeons and athletes. If, if not six months, because some of our athletes, we want to push back earlier. You know, the evidence is mixed where you, you bring them back. But um, if we can tick as many boxes as we can at eight, nine, 10 months, show the athlete as much information as you can that they've that, that ticked the box are within 10% of the other side or they're better than the other side, it gives them confidence and confidence and reassurance in an athlete is probably, more, is probably worth more than some of the other factors we see. They have to be confident and go into training comps and push themselves with speed. And, you know, we've got technology to measure GPS. We've got all those factors, and, but the confidence is really important. And I guess all this technology ticks those boxes for them as well. Um, I'm, I'm hoping um, if that makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, like you said, if you're if you've got all these objective measures, um, no doubt, if they're in the in favour of the athlete coming from a long term injury, it's only going to boost your confidence, isn't it? Yeah, and I guess you know, it never takes away a clinical side of things from us as physios um, that you've got a good musculoskeletal screen. You're looking at where the imbalances are. You might be able to leg press two hundred, but you can't do a side clam or work your hip external rotators, yeah. and and sometimes we see that as, you know, not a massive factor, but combined with good strength, you do need those sort of details of, um, you know, hip rotator weakness that we can measure on, 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 on dynamometers as well. So I reckon, um, yeah, all those little things add up to be a pro. I guess you, you're trying to tick all those boxes and, um, and have those things to go. So, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully that makes sense. Uh, it sure does, mate. Thank you for, for jumping on, Chris. And, and for those that are listening in, practitioners, physios, sports scientists, like you mentioned, and strength and conditioning coaches in the future, as well as, of course, athletes that want to be assessed in your facility and, and treated by yourself, where's the best place to get in contact? 
Yeah, well, clearly not as good on socials or on the technology uh, on the computer. But yeah, West Coast website, West Coast Health and High Performance, and Instagram's pretty good on West Coast Health um, underscore HP. Uh, but uh, you know, you look up names anywhere and you will find people. So um, yeah, love to um, love to get anyone in there and and help them um, you know get to the point they want to get to and 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 love the passion everyone's showing what they're doing. So thanks for having us on, mate. Awesome. No, thanks for coming on, Chris. Absolute pleasure, mate. Well, yeah, that's been great. I'll listen to the chat soon. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content, such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian of Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, so I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changers, sure yeah, game changers, whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes. And, you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete. Four. Yeah, yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with Academy member Rama Davies, the strength conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome Rama to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So. I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful. Plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my my question to you was: you spoke a, a, quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat, um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did um, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it yeah certainly yeah has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is is gratitude. I spend a lot of my time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts, doing a, a journal every day just to be to say what I'm grateful for. Sort of three things, and um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to yeah like reset and and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about you know that there is more to life than football, or you know it might be whatever. As an SNC coach, you know if something's you having a hard time. Um, it can be massive with just yeah opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that in that work bubble. 
Um, so that's that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then and, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things and um, if I kind of didn't have that fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, like just, yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just, yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review, or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.